All right, welcome to the second episode that's being done just as a recordings podcast. We have about 350 plus episodes in the feed, but this is the second of the new podcast being done just for this podcast. We also had a great episode recently of live stream deals with Jim Fuse and Chris Stone from Dealcasters, which is uh, in the feed just below this one, and we hope you in, enjoy that. And if you haven't had a chance, you definitely should listen to that. Those guys have just been fan- fantastic in what they're doing with live streaming on Amazon Live, shoppable videos, and really being ambassadors for Amazon Live and educators getting people involved. They put on a great conference at VidFest and PodFest that I I was glad to be there for, and then I spoke the following day as part of the general VidFest summit. And I think that Amazon Live, as I said in my talk, is really a a tremendous opportunity. Um, It might not be the place that you monetize, but what's tremendous about it, I think, is the ability to learn that skill set of doing videos, live streams, where there's an e-commerce or shopping element in it, how to talk about products, how to talk about services, how to talk about things that are being sold on the Amazon platform. So when the opportunity comes along on other platforms, you're ready to go. And other platforms may have a better commission structure. They may have um, better opportunities. Uh, but right now, live, live streaming on Amazon is an opportunity because there are really only so many creators on there. And while there isn't a lot of organic reach on many of the social platforms that we typically live stream to, and while most of those platforms are extremely crowded, Amazon isn't crowded, and you can certainly build a following and get get a lot of views on there. And so, again, I, I think it's a it's an important opportunity right now to consider. So, coming back from VidFest, this is what I want to talk about, uh, and PodFest. I had a blast. I had a great time. It was my first in person event since. PodFest and VidFest in 2020 in March, just before everything locked down and we were social distancing and not going to events. So this was my first time in over two years going to an in-person event. And like I said, I I had a great time, a great experience. I had a great time talking, uh, giving a talk uh, on platforms that are not social media platforms, but are a great opportunity for monetizing live streaming. And we had a meetup, which was uh, nicely attended, and I had a great time networking, interacting, sharing laughs and experiences with uh, other attendees and speakers and people at, at the event, vendors and everybody else. Having said all that, a number of people that I spent time with have come down with COVID. Have have come down with I, I'm not sure what the right expression is. They've they have COVID. Um, 
they've tested positive. Many of them have certainly felt the effects for a short period of time and are recovering. And that raises the question, what do we do about in-person events? And what do we make of COVID at this point? I mean, one thing we could do is just go back to locking down and not going to events. And that's certainly, I think, people who are avoiding in-person events because they don't want to get COVID. I think that's a reasonable way to go with it. I'm lucky. I, I took a test and I tested negative. I was a little bit nervous about it for a couple of days. And I went, I, I took the test uh, on Thursday and I tested negative and I, I felt fine. Uh, just a little bit of post-travel tiredness, but you know, I, I clearly did not have COVID and, and did not, did not have any of those symptoms or experiences. Uh, but what if I was asymptomatic? What if I tested positive? What if I was in part spreading it to other people that I was coming into contact with? Again, not that I'm in contact with that many people because I work remotely. I I work for myself. I am a solopreneur and I don't have a ton of close interaction on a daily basis since COVID started. And I haven't reverse that. But I have parents who are older and there's things to consider when uh, it comes to going to in-person events. And so what's the right way to do this? And, uh, you know, part of me sees an event coming up in in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, which is in driving distance for me next weekend. It's a podcasting event. And I know some of the people that are going to be speaking. Rob Greenlee's going to be speaking. Todd Cochran's going to be speaking. Larry Roberts. And uh, I'm thinking, hey, it'd be fun to go, get some interviews, check out what's going on in the local. It's not exactly local to me, Trenton, but local enough <laughs> scene in, in podcasting. And then I say, do I take the risk? And, and how do I weigh these factors? So I'm, I, on one hand, there's just, do we go back to normal life? What is the, the risk level? Um, and then what is the severity that COVID tends to express, to be? What, what is the experience? Because while I wouldn't wish it on anybody, most of the people have had like a bad 24 or 48 hours and they're bouncing back. It's not going into their lungs. They're not having to go to hospitals and things like that. They're experiencing a fever and sore throat and, and tiredness. They feel like they got smacked around for a day or two and, and they're bouncing out of it. So how do you calculate that into it versus what people are exper had experienced with COVID early on. Do we take certain precautionary supplements and measures such as that before going to events? I, I don't know what the answer is on any of this. I'm, I'm just asking the question here, and how do we approach this? 
How do we approach the level of risk? What is the level of risk? How does this compare now the experience of COVID to what people were experiencing way back? Uh, how do we evaluate our own health? How do we evaluate whether we're putting other people in risk? What is the risk to the general population of COVID? Um, I don't feel a lot of the information that we've gotten has been consistent from source to source, has been reliable. I, I understand that this is a new illness and people are evaluating it as, as things go along. But having said that, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know where to turn for information. I'm not sure what the right thing is to do at this point. Certainly, a, a lot of people are going along as though life is back to 100% normal, and then there's other people who are continuing to exist uh, just as they've been since the lockdown started, and then I would say most people are somewhere in between. And then what if we do have in-person events? What protocols should be in place? Should we be keeping distance, a certain amount of distance from people when we're indoors and talking? Should there be sort of a no touching, no hugging, no, <laughs> no contact policy? Should people be required to wear masks? I can't stand wearing masks. <laughs> I'd be honest with you. And unless you're wearing the right kind of masks, they're largely ineffective anyway, uh, based on all the information that's out there. Should events be posting reminders and safety notices and best practices? Again, I, I don't have answers to any of these questions. Um, I just feel they have to be asked. Should we be doing only virtual events, given the ability to do those events, the ability to prevent present speakers, the ability to keep everybody home and safe? But then getting into a car is a risk. Getting onto a plane is a risk. Uh, there, there's so many risks involved in life, and we take those risks because we want to get together. We want to be with each other in person. We want to get that experience of getting to know people in person. There's a different sense of them when you meet them in person oftentimes. Although I find that the people that I'm closest to online, that I spend the most time with on social and live streaming and, and phone calls and things like that, often turn out to be largely who I thought they were when I meet them in person. They, the, the best people are the same wonderful people online and, and, and in person. But nonetheless, if you're going to do business with people, there's something about meeting them in person that does often forward, move that relationship forward. I, I don't have an answer on any of this, but I wonder what you guys think. I mean, I really need to know what is the right thing to do, what is the best thing to do, what is the risk versus 
the reward, I guess, uh, you know, what, what is the risk? What is the level of seriousness? Um, are, are these later variants of, of COVID less deadly, but more contagious so that it's like having the bad, a bad case of the flu. I'm not trying to downplay it at all. As I said, I have lived my life thoroughly socially distanced, not going to events, not traveling. But I'm certainly ready to step back into life, and I'm wondering whether the threat merits continuing to live a sort of socially distanced life, or should should I... Should I say, hey, I dodged the bullet. Let's let's go back away from people again until we know that nobody's getting COVID. And it's it's an interesting one to to toss around. So hope this wasn't too much of a downer of an episode. Uh, but this is kind of what we're going to be doing with this podcast. I'll be sharing thoughts. Uh, certainly, this will have my live stream shows and. Uh, interviews and all those kind of things, but it'll also be a place where I do either audio only or recorded audio and video where I just share some some thoughts and ideas of what's going on um, and continuing to let it become what it's meant to be. It's certainly an archive of everything that I've done that continues to build. I launched this this podcast with 270 episodes and we now have about 350 in the feed as I continue to go through and uh, create audio versions or make audio versions of each of the the different broadcasts that I've done over over the years and add them to this. But the top of the feed will be the new stuff, and uh, the new stuff, that's the part where I say it'll become what it becomes. I, I'm just glad to have one place to create audio content uh, where you can subscribe on any of the major podcast apps, the major podcatchers or listening apps or directories, whatever you want to call them. Uh, would love it if you're on either iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, as, the, as it's called. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you're on Podchaser, or you don't mind taking a visit over there and you enjoy this, would love a review. It helps other people find out if this might be the right podcast for them to subscribe to and listen to. Uh, and thank you for being here. And we'll be back not too long from now with another episode of Recordings. Take care, everybody.